as with last episode, we're still in Barangaroo. Um, so we'll still be seeing the problems that we had with the aeroplanes and helicopters. Sorry. Hi, I'm Strawberry Milk. I am Peking Duck. I'm Miso Soup. I'm Mashed Potato. And, and we, we are... We, we don't, don't have a name yet! yet. <laughs> um, we're still at the Barangaroo Reserve. It's getting hotter, actually. Sunnier. Um, a beautiful day. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's a bit too beautiful. <laughs> I'm happy we're alive. Our next stop is going to be the rabbit hole for tea. some afternoon tea, afternoon tea. Oh, so and some donuts. So continuing on our discussion from before, Doc wanted to talk about the black hole. Oh yeah, the black hole. Oh, what what was it about about the black hole that you wanted to say? The I just thought it was really picture. cool. Yeah, right? yeah. What, like they this? spent they spent years and years. Is this the photograph thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. And this is the first ever photograph of a black hole. Yeah. In existence. And they spent years and years working on it, and it looks like an orange glowing donut. <laughs> <laughs> it's the light uh, falling into the hole. Yeah. I How wouldn't cool mind dying that way. What? You'd be ripped <laughs> up. I mean, like, 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 no one knows caught. what's going to happen. No, no one like knows crazy. what's going to happen, for one thing. It would be I would yeah, like to think that I could see what's on the other side <laughs> before I die. You mean more like... You just get crushed and you just... <laughs> I wouldn't mind, like, if I had to die. You'd if see, I knew I had to die, that would You be... would see your ancestors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, w- I would want to know even for that last split second. Do you think, um, you know, how there would be people back in the days, like, people volunteered to be the first ever crew to land on the moon or something like that do you think there are people out there who want to be the first ever to jump into well as in like train train up (laughs) but like would okay um specialized volunteers (laughs) specialized volunteers (laughs) to go be the first ever to go into the black hole i to be willing to know maybe you might die oh i don't think the i don't think the maybe is a problem it's definite i think yeah. But you would yeah. be happy to do that? But, like, I don't think there is any program where they would do this. Like, they would spend so much money to send someone out there knowing they can't ever come back. Mm. Yeah. You can't retrieve them. You can't send data out of a black hole. But, like, hole. observation. What is there but to observe? To see what would happen. Give the feedback. It's very hard. The reason you can't see the center of the black hole is all the light can't escape that. Uh-huh. Without light, you can't see. Uh-huh. Not only light. You, there is no feedback. No, as in, like, for example... With testing and research and everything, at some point you would reach a stage where you need to push further, right? Yeah. Like, for example, drug testing. At some point, after animal studies, you'd go towards humans. Like, that's a step. So, would there there be a point where someone would be willing to step up and be like, I'll be the first? I think there would be people willing to, but I don't think... I can't imagine there is a, a point to it. Like the, re- the 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 actual definition of a black hole is nothing escapes. Also, realistically, you would travel for so long to get to the black hole, you'd be dead long before you get there. It's very far. It's oh, very it's far. Like how many million light years away? Like fifty million. Fifty-five. Yeah. This one is fifty-five. It's in N eighty-seven. It's a sounds like a motorway. You can't. Nothing <laughs> can escape. Even light cannot escape. Light is mm. the fastest thing in the world, in the universe. You never know, maybe in the future that will... Super, super light. Yeah. <laughs> Something super new light. will develop. 
I, when I saw the news in the morning, uh, my first reaction was really weird. My first reaction was, oh my god, the donut? No, <laughs> my first reaction was um, how it, it would be so great if uh, uh, Hawking could have lived one more year. Mm. Yeah. How did they manage to take the photo? Uh, they wrote this code so they could. So it's actually uh, I so um, it's a humanity breakthrough because it's basically like seeing what's on a coin across a continent. Yeah. Wow. So they actually wrote this code and then they had six or I I can't remember how many telescopes they use. So it's. So they managed to use super strong telescopes to take a and photo the, the super code, far away. The, yeah, the code was written by, mainly written by a female researcher. This PhD So student. what's this code? Like, it's a code to program code the telescopes yeah, program. Yeah. on how to take the photos? or Yeah. It wouldn't be, it's not one photo, is it? Uh, it wasn't like a photo photo, it wasn't like a camera photo, it was made of uh, algorithm and the telescope. Is it not a camera photo? It's a light photo. It's a light light reception. Yes. And then they compile the data. So that's just what a camera picture. is though. Yeah, I mean like as opposed to, to like infrared or something. Uh, yeah, it's just need to deal with the data and then put them in that. So it was like multiple photos and then you combine the data? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So the equipment was all on Earth. They didn't send anything out there uh, to... Was it on Earth? Mm, not sure. Yeah. It was also a woman who wrote the code to send us to the moon. Wow. It, not the, no, she's, it not the not same, the same woman. But yeah. it was, but it was it also a woman. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you see the... There was a movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what was that movie? Uh, Hidden Figures. Yeah, Hidden Figures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I looked it up until today. We only have twenty eight percent female researchers in the world. It's even less in. Are we talking in, only science? No, 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 in the world. So in science, it will be less. In the world, mm -hmm. what sort of research does this encompass? Um, PhD students, like postdocs. Does that like cover things like economic research? Yeah. Research in history. Yeah. Really? Everything. Why? That's a really patriarchy. Low really I can low. understand if it was science. No, but I even like even less. Bit more. The, the the language side. It's even less in science. That's how sad it is. I mean, it's very hard to get to this level. We also live in a country that is quite um, progressive compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like if you think about it, to get to research, you have to be you have to have spent a certain number of years mm -hmm. doing this. Yeah. And we're still stuck in the women still have to have kids. Yeah. When are we gonna get to the point where kids can <laughs> I mean, just we be don't made have outside. to have kids. Kids can be made outside of the human body. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So I also want to talk about this museum. It's called the Museum of Broken Relationships. Is it in Croatia? Uh one in Croatia, one in LA. Oh, okay. So originally the first one was in LA and then they had the second one in Croatia. Mm. And they also have exhibitions overseas sometimes. 
So basically how it works is that they um, ask the people to donate objects related to broken relationships. It can be romantic relationships or your broken relationships with your parents or mm. a country or anything. And then they would, um, so once you donate this object and then you could write the story attached to this object mm. and they would uh, show, they would show everyone um, what the stories are, what objects are. So, uh, what are some examples? For example, I know uh, they had this exhibition in Amsterdam and then one prostitute, my ex-prostitute donated a high heel shoe, so mm. one, uh -huh. because uh, there was once she met a customer and it turned out to be her teenager crush. Uh -huh. And then in after the service, he asked for one of her shoes. Oh, wow. And uh, I think that at that moment, she she just thought her, to herself that she didn't want to continue being a, being a prostitute. She said at that moment when she when she gave him the shoe, she she didn't even feel her foot. And there was one frog toy, uh, frog give, toy. Yeah, given yeah. by a little boy's mom. Yeah. And then the story was very short. The story was like, that's the only thing she left. What, what do you mean, left from what? So I think apparently uh, his mom uh, left the, the whole family. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. That's kind of sad then, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are sad. You two really like the sad things in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you go through the sad path and then you realize um, everyone at some point would have a, would have their heart broken and yeah. then we just collect all the pieces and we carry on. It's beautiful. Just for some comedy relief, I was just thinking, like, if I were to donate something, I mean, this is a bit exaggerated, but I would yeah. donate my bendy flexible ruler because uh -huh. back in year five, that was when my dad started forcing me to study like crazy for the selective school test, right? Mm -hmm. And, and was, did you get in? Well, yes, but not to the school I wanted. So And then you still didn't go? Yeah, I didn't go. Because I, it wasn't the school I wanted to go to. What, what school did you want to go to? James Like, Bruce. my dad wanted me to go to North Sydney Girls. Oh. Anyways, the thing is, that was when my relationship with my dad started breaking down because mm -hmm. um, he, back then he would, you know, hang out with me a lot, play with me a lot. But then after that, after he became really angry and just only focused <laughs> on making me study, like yeah. our relationship just died then. Anyway, so what I would do with this bendy ruler whenever I was bored was I would just kill flies with it, like use it like a oh. snappy thing and just like snap around, killing flies, squash them in the ruler. So yeah, I lived with that bendy ruler for the longest time. I see. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. That's also sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you donate? Would you have anything to donate? Me? Uh -huh. um, my first Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be some object that you use to be very attached to but no longer it's like what are you talking about i'm still attached to my objects i am attached to all my objects and anything old that she uses tech wise gets passed down to her sisters yeah 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything really. Um, she has no broken relationships. I don't really have any. Like, I have relationships that, like, with my grandparents say that never really was a relationship. But that was not my problem. That is a problem of the other generations in my family. I see. So maybe your ancestors would donate a fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> They're long, the family's broken off from the tradition. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, there's really anything. I don't have that sort of sadness in my fa- in my life. Maybe a, a piece of chocolate that's dropped on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that is so sad. Yeah, see? <laughs> that's not really a relationship. Or maybe about... Maybe, you know what she could donate... You should buy your favorite chocolate bar, let it melt in the sun, and then solidify. Uh, so it's sad because it's lost its original form. <laughs> this, this is, is my sad stuff. It's not really a relationship with that. Your that relationship one, with that is. one chocolate that bar. Chocolate. You never could eat it. Uh, why not? Because it's deformed and melted, and I don't know, maybe the fats have broken up. It would not taste as good. I would eat so it anyway, okay. you know. <laughs> what about you, duck? I have an answer, but I think it would probably make it more sad. Why? <laughs> tell us. Tell us. <laughs> okay. Well, I was trying to think about this, and I guess recently I was going through my books, and I wanted to donate and, and sell a few, and I came across my mum's favourite book of all time, which is Falling Leaves by Adeline Yanmar, who mm. wrote Chinese mm. Cinderella. And it's basically the same story, but goes into her adult life as well, so it's more for adults. Um... And it was my mom's favorite book because she could deeply relate to the emotional trauma that the author went through in her life. Mm-hmm. And I, I read it quite young as well because she gave it to me. I kind of took it from her bookshelf and I, I liked it as well. But it was also just deeply emotionally difficult to get through as well for me. And... And I held on to it for several years. And then a couple of months ago, I decided to just sell it. <laughs> you just decided to sell it? Yeah, I know. I, I just decided to just give it away. And I, and I, as a kind of symbol of me relieving myself of that emotional burden, like I am not my mum, and that, yeah, I don't have to hold on to that trauma. Mm-hmm. So I gave away the book. Did um did you tell your mom? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, my mom my mom hasn't had this book like for a while. Like it's it's been on my bookshelf for a long time. I see. Yeah, that's not really related, but that was what I thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were little, I used to think that she was the that duck was the happy one and I was the sad one. I don't what? know. No way. I don't know when we got to this point. Where, like when we were younger. When I met you, you were the, always the laughing one. Laughing, but she was the more optimistic one. I am optimistic. She is optimistic, but like in the, I we always, I always felt like she was the more happy, bright one, and my internal was more internal. Internal dark. was more dark, but she is really the dark one here. She's like inside a burning black flame. <laughs> what is, what is so that? What is inside me? So You're well, like, a red flame. Why red? Because you're scary. <laughs> Tower, right? But I also, I also think that, like, for example, Robin Williams. Like, who? You know the comedian Robin Williams who, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, so many 
people who are really happy and bright on the outside yes. are also very dark and sad. It's so scary. Why it's like a scary. kind mask? of d- defense mechanism? I like people that maybe. are. But I like maybe people who experience the most traumatic, sad things also understand how and can appreciate being happy as well, like being that sort of person. Yeah, I'm a very, I think I'm a very simple person. Makes life very difficult when people have to be decoded. I don't <laughs> think you are like simple, simple. You're no, not like I'm not basic. Dumb. No, simple <laughs> basic. Being You're definitely not basic. <laughs> being I'm single acidic. doesn't <laughs> What do you say? Acidic. <laughs> Sad. I would definitely be an acid, not a base. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think so. Would you be basic or acidic? I think you were basic. I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> miso, miso is Miso mm. is pretty neutral. Yeah, neutral. you're neutral, definitely. I'm very neutral. You're, am I neutral? I'm very open, though. Acidic. Dark just thinks too much, I feel. <laughs> Mildly <laughs> acidic, like orange juice. Mildly acidic. Or am I? Very acidic. You're too dark. You're hydrochloric acid. I'm too dark. You're dark in terms of, like, dark. I, I just want to die. <laughs> I'm happy with my life, and I just want to die. I'm happy if I die right now. <laughs> That's what you're I feel like. like. That is a very, like, too... To in a from a Chinese cultural perspective, it's always like uh, the get the old the goal is to be able to die happy. Yeah, like yeah. there's that. I don't know what what I'm saying. I can't think of it now. So you can die anytime because you're happy. Because like whenever whenever something is happy or is good, then like people will say in Chinese, "Oh, I can die happily now," or "I can mm. die." Kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think that also that. exists in Western cultures. Yeah, right? yeah, kind of, yeah. Like, I think about that every single time on a plane with turbulence. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do you think that turbulence no, means dying? The thing is, the thing is, every time in that situation, I'm like, no, I don't want to die. <laughs> turbulence is the least of your problems. But my biggest fear is a plane crashing into the ocean and me drowning. That is the safest it's way for it to crash, isn't it? Yes. I know, I know huh? but like something it's about the ocean It's better well. than crashing into it, a building. It is, it is. Is it? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, as in from, in terms of your death wise, or like in how terms it of feel, your or the consequence? You're going to survive. Yeah, the consequence. Because the, re- the way, the, the plane is a, is a hollow thing. Yeah. You, if you crash into the water. Yes. I mean, depending on it's the slow, angle, you might down. split. Yeah. But if you, your plane doesn't split, it'll float for a little while and then you can go and escape. Yeah. yeah. And then you just have to wait to be rescued in the ocean. But then into a building? If you're into a building, you just the impact is much higher. Like if you go in, if you walk into a wall versus if you walk into a pool, the impact <laughs> is higher. Yeah. Okay, I thought we were talking about this in terms of it, death was definite. Oh, if death was, if you uh, had to die. If you had to die, I'd rather just explode. Yeah. So I'd it's instant. Explode. Instant death. That's but true. With planes, then it's drowned. always fast. It's always fast. And most people don't survive of water, like ocean crash. Well, you never get found to. Yeah. How many times has there been an ocean crash? Think of Malaysian Airlines. That wasn't even a crash. That, that was like completely disappeared. That's my fear. Yeah, <laughs> to never be found, to your family to constantly worry about you. And also, I, in my mind, I'm just like, Half rotten in the ocean, just mm. getting eaten by fish and molding away. Good. Good. 
That's what we are supposed to be anyway. What's we are supposed to rot away. Yeah. Yeah, but like food. For example, like if I were ever to be found. Okay, I don't. I'm not. I'm not talking about this. Okay, touch wood. Touch wood. Yes. Yeah. Touch, <laughs> touch me. <laughs> touch my head. Okay. Um, Where's wood? <laughs> the thing is, like, if your family did find you one day, I wouldn't want them to see me in a state where I'm like half decomposed. Yeah, that would be sad. I would not. I care. wouldn't want them going I'll be dead. that. You know. Yeah. But once you are dead. Once you're dead. Nobody cares. <laughs> Do you believe in like the the Chinese not the Chinese, like the Chinese thing of like you want to die whole? No, because I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when you die. Oh, when I you know how like die, they die. have to be buried whole or whatever. No, because I would rather get cremated, and regardless of my arms attached to me or not, if they're both cremated, I end up in the same pool of powder. But you don't want to be decomposed. <laughs> no, I, you want to be decomposed. I, <laughs> I can really see it in your face. <laughs> I want to be whatever cremated. is the cheapest slash cleanest, <laughs> efficient all the way through to yeah. Like if they bury me under a tree, then fine. Like don't even bother with the coffin. Oh, okay. Do you get to uh, sign the contract so you can donate your organs after? You what do you die? mean? Do you get to? Because like in the UK, I think um, I don't know. I don't know what's happening now, but. There was a uh, there was a change proposal by the government. They just uh, it's not compulsory, of course, but you know nowadays you just sign the contract and then you are willing to tell them you are willing yeah. to donate. Yeah. yeah. But then they wanted to change that. They wanted to say if you don't say no, then you oh, right automatic. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's automatic. That, that's what they need to do in Australia. I think here I think it's like a thing you can check when you do your driver's license. Yeah. I think I checked it. Oh wait, so are we in Australia? We don't have it? that yet. Oh. It's not like an automatic. Okay. I don't know. I have never talked to my people about this. Um, because, Why well, do you I know need to talk to other people about this? It's your, it's your body. To some extent, it's they're they're the ones who are to going deal. to be yeah. burying me. Uh, like I know, like in my family, my parents, my mom, my grandma, they can't donate anyway because they have a sickness. I see that I probably doesn't allow for donating stuff. I yeah. probably have some other issues that they wouldn't let me. So like. To them, it's not an issue anyway. Like to us, like I would like to, mm-hmm. and really, hopefully, they will be dead before I die, so it, it doesn't matter to them anyway. Yeah. But one reason in case why I die before them. One reason why it. my grandpa died is because he refused to amputate his little toe. Oh. Why? Because why? he wanted to die whole. Oh yeah. Because his his circulation was really bad, yeah. and his toe was starting to go black. And it was slowly traveling up his leg, yeah. and the doctors were like, "You should amputate it to live, right?" But he was like, "No, I don't want to." And so it slowly crept up, and his just leg was just dying, and um, then his organs just failed. I see. Yeah, well, it's a very weird thing that they need this this idea. On the topic of death, though, I yeah. went to a mental health first aid course, mm-hmm. and. We watched a video about a guy who had jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, but mm. survived. How? He was just really lucky. So he hit the water and was oh. still alive. And he said that as soon as his hands left the ledge, he instantly regretted. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Oh, really? And 19 out of 20 of the people who also survived also say that the moment their hands left, they instantly regretted jumping. Wow. So imagine all those people who jumped and didn't survive. 99% of those instantly regretted it as they were falling into the water. But I think, yeah, I mean, did he talk about what made him regret? He just didn't want to die. I think, like, like, a lot of the cases, it's like that you don't really... It's not that you want to die. Most people who commit suicide, it's it's that you want to end the pain. Mm-hmm. And they want the pain to stop. So people people commit suicide for a number of reasons, like they're depressed, or they have some sort of financial crisis, or family crisis, or something like that, and they just can't tolerate the consequences okay. of, like, their existence, I guess. And they just want the pain to stop. I never thought about that, like, as yeah. in, never thought about what they felt whilst they were about to do it, like, because I always assumed that they were committed to doing it then, if no. they really wanted no. to go through it, like, I know that I don't they, think they think so much about, as in, like, by the time they've doing. reached the point where they're going to pull it off, like, I would have, like, I know they would be conflicted, but, like, I would have thought the moment they decided, okay, I'm going to do it, that they would commit to it. I feel like, though, that's sort of coming from our personality. We're a very, we know what we're doing kind of thing. But, like, we're also not the sort of people who would get to that point. Like, I think they're probably in such a bad mental state that they they think that what they really want to do is die, but in reality, it's just they want, they want, they want, they want help and they want the pain to stop. And then, I guess, once you do the thing, then you realize, no, I actually don't want to die. This actually reminds me of a story. I think I, I read it or I watched a TV about it. So uh, the background is in Denmark. So this husband uh, was dying in the hospital and uh, there was a, so they need to uh, change his heart. And then his wife was trying really hard to uh, get a, a donated heart. And then they finally got one, and then uh, it was a very uh, risky surgery as well. And then, so the wife just told the husband, uh, "We're gonna do this. I'm not gonna abandon you." Blah blah blah. Even though it's super expensive. Blah blah blah. And then the the surgery was successful. And then the husband woke up. The first thing thing he said to her was, I want a divorce. What? I want a divorce. I don't want to live with you anymore. <laughs> what? It's like a regret of the uh, previous life. And then the wife was in shock, of course. But then the situation suddenly turned into the worst scenario, the husband died. Why? Because the surgery, they thought the surgery was successful, but for some reason it failed. So he died after he said he wanted a divorce. And then, why did and then, and then the doctor came and the doctor uh, said to the wife, um, Unfortunately, this is the case, but at least uh, you get to say 
the final words with him, you get to say goodbye. Uh, but what did you say? What did he say? And then the wife said, he said he loved me. I think mm, uh, I feel like people waste so much time in life not saying what they really want to say. But yeah. so he said he wanted to divorce because that was what he actually wanted before this all happened. Yes, because at that point they thought the surgery was successful and he would leave. Oh my god! And then he regretted about his previous life. He wanted a divorcement with his wife, and then. That's pretty cruel, though. It was well, such a cruel story. Going to die. Yeah, but the thing is, like, um, would you like, like? Why would that be the first thing you say, though? Like, I can understand if he says because, that later, but to be the first thing you say. Because at that point, he thought he went through death, and he finally got a second chance to live again. Of course, I'm gonna do what I really want. Kind of feels a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really cruel story, though. In this story, do you feel the, um, do you feel the sad person is the husband or the wife? I feel sad for the wife. Same. The wife. You feel sadder for the wife because she's the one who's going to be live living, yes, feeling the one, I feel all like that. For people who die, the death is not on that. Like they feel nothing after death. The people who have to suffer are the ones. That but are with this husband, he didn't get to live what he wants to live with. That is his own fault. If he, why didn't he just say earlier? I, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to be with you But that's the sad anymore. part. That's the sad part. He. He finally got to the point he where finally, he. Yeah, he confessed. finally got to the point. He realized. Well, that is his own. We can never. I like. I don't believe in not saying these things because. You don't know. I might die at tomorrow. At that point yeah. where he was at the state of, okay, I think I might die, he should have just told her that, and then she, like she wouldn't have to save him, right? <laughs> or like she could save him, but then know what will happen after. Yeah, I don't know. It's just oh, you could have said it from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, but sometimes you him. don't realize, right? Yeah. You don't realize. I mean, if you realize, can you not just realize? I think sure. I think some people go through like a near death situation and then and then realize all these things yes, about their life. Yeah, definitely. Because I know a couple who got married, finally got married because they went through this car accident and they almost got killed and then they decided I don't love you anymore. Uh, no, and then the guy was like, "Let's get married." <laughs> Life is too oh. short. Like that, I can understand, but. The divorce bit is like you don't just suddenly go. I want a divorce. I know it's like it's something you... you would be thinking about for a long time, right? Maybe his only regret was I never got to say it out. Maybe. But then wouldn't he have thought of that when he but was on then, his deathbed, knowing? It's like how do you when you're about to die, you're this near death experience thing, suddenly realize oh I don't like chocolate anymore. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> But I you don't regret eating the chocolate. <laughs> I don't think it's a near-death uh, experience that made him. It was the fact that he he realized I had to live another two yeah. forty years. I, or I finally got the second chance. Yeah, I can't live like this anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which means he must have known already before. Yeah, exactly. Some people just didn't realize until one Some point. people are just idiots. Well, <laughs> at least that's why I said if he wanted to say it because it was a, like a second chance thing. He should at least not not, not <laughs> let that be the first thing he says. 
<laughs> when you wake Maybe up. Maybe it wasn't the first thing. <laughs> I'm sure the first thing would be hello. <laughs> I know, hello. Like, <laughs> wakes up from coma. I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it would have had to be within... It, he was still in hospital. Well, yes. But the wife also lied. Well, to make her feel better. I think. Mm, yeah. To some extent, I feel she lied because she wanted to believe that. But now, that we, we, if you knew the story of the truth, everyone would know too. <laughs> I feel the saddest person in this story is the man. Why? He didn't get to live a life that he wants. But isn't that his own fault? <laughs> that is his own fault. It is, but... Yeah, but it's still sad. Still sad. I, I, I feel sad for both of them. I don't feel sad for the man. Like I don't feel I, I get I guess I don't feel sorry for him, but it's a sad situation. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think that's about the death though. Mm. It's the especially those who have had experiences about the near death um, situation. Have we any of you had a near death experience? Nope. No, no. There when? was there was uh, one class that I saw. I'm gonna die. You know what? That friend that we were talking about last time, the the loud friend. Yes. Um, she 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 was a class with our friend from Thailand. Oh, she did. And then um, during one of their classes, our Thai friend she fainted. <laughs> the first thing that our, the other friend asked her was, um, "Were you scared you were going to die?" <laughs> <laughs> and then our Thai friend was just like to her. I was feeling so sick. How could I have the thought to, that I was going to die? <laughs> when you're sick and you're about to faint, maybe you're not. Your mind's already cloudy, right? She's already like, yeah. I was like, how? Who has the time to think? Oh, or like worry? Oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> My dad had one um, near death experience mm-hmm. because he had this surgery uh, on his, and then he said it felt that he was. He was floating in the roof. Oh, oh. what? Yeah. During the surgery. Yeah. That he was. He felt like he was floating around. Because he room. didn't breathe for like three minutes. Oh. Uh. And then during that time, he said he was floating. Oh my god! He was, he was Ghost. <laughs> Reminds me of that that scene in um was it Doctor Strange? Strange. Yes. Mm, yeah. I Death. mean, to some extent, we are all gonna die. So why hurry, right? Yeah. Why hurry? Why hurry? We never said we're gonna hurry. <laughs> Don't hurry about that. Who's, who's hurrying today? <laughs> Do you mean more like let's let's not be afraid to talk about it? Let's just live our best lives, and whenever we die, we die. It's not gonna make a difference in the end, scientifically, no matter what we do. Your your work is meaningless. <laughs> My work is not meaningless. I think I don't think our work is meaningless. The progress we make stays. I just want a really nice house. <laughs> if, but but if, you, if you knew that you were going to die in five years' time before you could afford the house, what would you do? She would buy a nice apartment now. <laughs> what? If, wait. Yeah. No, no, she just needs to get the loan to yeah. buy the house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, but what happens when like you die? What happens to that loan? Then your parents have to pay for it. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> or whoever is, or the bank takes the house back. Or you have life insurance or something like that. Well, if you know you're going to die, you can't take life insurance. Oh, that's true. How can you... How, how, do you pro- how do they prove that you know you're going to die? Say you, you had a premonition that you were going to die. Okay, well then, yeah, I guess you could, but... 
Or say, like, would you live your life differently if you knew you were going to die in five years' time? I'd probably stop working and then go travel <laughs> and then eat all the With food what I money? want. <laughs> so With whatever sad. I have left. And um, spend some time relaxing and... I don't know. I really, really want to do a, uh, the Highway 1... Highway one route around that? Australia. Oh, we always talked about doing that. Remember? You know how long it takes. How long does it take? I mean, the record is like five days and nights. That's only not, stopping for fuel. That's breaks. not that long. I thought we could like take two weeks off and then just. For, I'm talking about five days and nights, no sleep. They <laughs> only stop for fuel and toilet and food. Yeah, Wait, so we could but, move that into. You could spread then, it out into two weeks. Just drive. No, it's just a highway. It's just a highway, right? But okay. the thing is, um. Like, if I wanted to go, of course, I wanted to go to, like, see the things around the country. Okay, we could yeah. do it one month. Um, the, the typical is three months. Three months? Wait, what? Oh, okay. Why is it three months? <laughs> some of the, like, some of the things, like, if you wanted to go to see the Apostles or something, or, like, the, I forgot the, what those rocks are called in Western Australia, um, you have to go off the route, like, maybe an hour off the route oh. and then come back. Mm. And the route doesn't go up to Darwin. Right, right. Um, I don't think it also doesn't go up to Cairns. Or maybe it does do Cairns and then across. I reckon we could take two months and do it. Mm-hmm. It would be a caravan sort of trip. Because we, we cannot. so fun. Two months. I reckon it would be great. claustrophobic in a caravan. Unless it's, like, really nice. I find the... You know those really like tiny. you know those tiny houses that people make and then can, they can drive it around like a yeah. caravan. We should totally do that. <laughs> one one day, because you know there are people who after they retire they just spend their entire lives just driving around that route. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, like yeah, because they what get else their caravan. Do, right? Yeah, in this country, those 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 that scenery is all there is. Yeah. But I, I always think, you know, why put off traveling until you're 60? Because you don't know if you're going to be alive at 60. Don't put I don't off... think they put off traveling. I think it's just oh, yeah, yeah, but they're retire, like, there's nothing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just in general. Don't put off anything you want to do just because you think there's time right not to do it. I would like to do the train first, though. The oh, first. yeah, me too. Duck, uh, Milk Duck? doesn't want to do it. What? what? There's a train that goes across from Sydney down to Adelaide and then across to Perth. Yes. Um, the Indian Pacific. Why is it called Indian? Pacific? From the Indian Ocean to oh, the Pacific right. Ocean. I see. There's also the Garn, which goes from Adelaide to Darwin. Yeah. I also want to do that one. Um, but on the train, it's going to be boring. Do no, but wifi? you have scenery. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi. There's really okay, nice scenery. Although, it might be patchy because in that in the outback area, there is no reception. Because like, when I was a kid, I uh, took a train from my hometown to very north. Yeah. It How long did that take? Five days and four wow. nights. Oh. Well, this one and only takes no three days. Wi-Fi and mm, really? It's three days. Really three days? Yeah. Because they stop at, like, places in between. Yeah, yeah, but it takes, like, three days. I see. Yeah, we could do that. It's so expensive. I have no money. Probably, like, $3,000. We can do it in maybe three or so years. We'll see. Well, that's our call to end for today. Um, guess you'll see us again next week. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Instagram. and Facebook and subscribe. What's our Instagram? What a honey podcast. Yeah.
W-D-H-A-N-Y podcast. We're also on Spotify and Anchor. Wrong. Everything. Almost everything. Apple Podcasts. Yay. The internet. Yay. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.